Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. This Week in the State Line is on the air. I am Steve Summers. Got a lot to cover today. We start off with the Easter Seals. Lori Davey is here from the Easter Seals of Rockford. Hello. How are you, Lori? I'm great. Thanks for having me. So April is Autism Awareness Month. We talked to Deb Walter from Lawn Care by Walter last week. Uh, we thought we would reach out to you because it is such a, a incredible opportunity to bring awareness this month to autism. So thanks for joining us again. Absolutely. And Deb is definitely a champion for um, bringing awareness and acceptance and her um, resources to help us Um with the, with the monthly activities we have going on. So Easter Seals, I never made the connection with autism and Easter Seals. Is this more of a recent combination of efforts, or has it always been behind autism? Oh, yeah. we. Um, I've been with Easter Seals for, in September, it will be 19 years, and my primary role throughout those 19 years has been working with families that have children um, diagnosed with autism. In um, 2008, uh, the autism program, which I manage now, started doing more individualized services. And then we also have a, a therapeutic day school, which is called the McChesney Academy, that's out on Mitchell Road. So they're a therapeutic school that um, has many children, uh, 3 to 22, that attend there that are also diagnosed on this um, spectrum. I'm a parent. Best kept secret in town. Best kept secret in town is right. Easter Seals, autism, and that's your source. So I'm a parent, and I suspect maybe there's some autism showing with my child. Um, You're not sure the physician confirms it. Then how do we get in touch with the Easter Seals? How does the connection happen? Yeah, so the majority of our referrals are uh, doctors, pediatricians sending exactly the scenario that you described. The parents are going to them, expressing some concerns. Typically, it's usually my child's not talking when they're supposed to be in those developmental milestones, or you know maybe they're um, displaying some sensory issues or some behavior struggles. So they go to their pediatrician and a lot of times the pediatrician will do a basic screener, autism screener, and then they'll refer them to us. Um, We don't require that the doctor has to make the referral. Families can also call directly. We'll do an intake um, and ask the family lots of questions about what their concerns are, what they're seeing. Sometimes it's more of what the kids are not doing, like, for example, joint attention is a a big red flag for autism. So we'll explain what joint attention is with the family, um, do some some of our own screening tools to warrant, is it, does the child need more further comprehensive assessments in the autism arena, or do they need maybe a referral because we have figured out that it's probably something else, maybe more mental health issues or, and basically just getting the family connected and pointed in, in the right direction. But the main point is at any point, if you have a child and you have any concerns about their development, just go ahead and make the call because it's, we know, and the research supports it overwhelmingly, the earlier we can get the kids assessed and into different interventions, the 
the lifelong outcomes are much greater and and the quality um, of life would be much better too so yeah the research really just is overwhelmingly the earlier we can assess the better for everybody the assessments must be very difficult because like most other um, disabilities or illnesses or any kind of other uh, inhibitants, there's different levels on the spectrum. So it could be just a very slight case, which is very hard to discover to a very severe case, correct? Yes. Um, and a lot of the times, the the kids who are talking, we don't really see some of the symptoms. I mean, some of them are there, um, especially as we get to know the kids, but we don't see them as much until the social demands are a little greater. So when you're um, a little guy and you're just with your parents, it's harder to see the symptoms. But when you get into kindergarten, first grade, and now you're playing with peers and social interactions is your greatest deficit, that's when we we really, really start seeing that the kids are struggling and how to help them engage or teach them social skills or you know, just help and also helping the parents understand and help them do things when they're out in the public and in their daily lives, you know, not to say, hey, go play with the kids on the playground. But if they potentially have autism, they have no clue how to do that. So we might need to help the parents teach them baby steps of how to teach them and to engage and not get so stressed out or um, all of those things. And that's a uh, a lot of what we do is just really wrapping our supports around the parents and helping them walk through every process of the all of it, the diagnosis, the daily life, the, you know, mm-hmm. hygiene, mm-hmm. eating, sleeping, toilet training, all the things that the kids could struggle. We're for. talking with Lori Davy of the Easter Seals about Autism Awareness Month here in April and uh, payment for families who have questions. Is that all covered by insurance? Is it individual? What, how does that work? So we are funded by a grant through the Department of Human Services and the Autism Program of Illinois. It's uh, never enough. So anybody who at this point calls our program, all of our services are covered by that grant. So we don't bill insurance. We don't bill Medicaid. We don't bill the families. We Everything is free of charge. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to last because our waiting lists, that, that's why we're doing all these fundraising and awareness events because our waiting lists are growing and growing and, you know, we haven't even mentioned COVID yet, but that has really put a big, huge uh, stress ball right in the middle of everybody, but particularly our kiddos that are on the spectrum and their families. All right. So you mentioned reaching out to Easter Seals if you had any questions or want an assessment. So what is the phone number that a parent should call if they have any concerns? Sure. It's 815-395-5566. Five five six six three nine five 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 six six and email as well. Yep, it's tap so t a p dot rockford at eastersealschicago dot org. dot org as well dot org. So. Excellent. So, well, we thank you for your time today, Lori. I know uh, as you get to the fundraisers kicked into gear here as the warmer weather hopefully arrives sooner than later. It seems like it's not getting here quick enough. Um, you'll have some events. You could please reach out and let us know. We'd love to help you and promote that any way we can. Yep. We actually have one going on right now with the Ice Hogs. Um, for a $50 ticket, there's only going to be 100 sold. Um, there's some amazing packages, but if you go to icehogs.com, 
all the details are there. Um, Lawn Care by Walter is part of the group. Um, Bucifero, Family McDonald's, Hyundai on Perryville. So it's pretty exciting. Um, the community is really coming together. One in 54 children are diagnosed with autism. And it's, you know, I think now in today's world, everybody knows somebody who is living with the the diagnosis and you know together as a community hopefully we can come together and just help as many families as we can well one in 54 is very uh, very prevalent it's not like one in 500,000 or whatever it's pretty prevalent so yeah well and if you take the girls out of that statistic it ends up being like one in 34 boys and a one in um one in 144 girls so it's more it's more prevalent in boys so yeah Yep, it's sure. It's not. It's it's more common today than than ever. So we, so we just need to do things like the radio and talk about it and get it out to get the message out there. Well, thank you so much, Lori Davy. We appreciate your time. Easter Seals there to help you during Autism Awareness Month or at any time throughout the year. Again, eight one five three nine five 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 six six. If you have any questions, thank you so much, Lori. We appreciate your time on this week in the State Line. Thank you. Have a great day. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. When I was in Iraq, our convoy was hit. It was bad. After I came home, I could still hear booms and see tracer fire. Makes it hard to be a good mom. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I'm Naomi Mathis, Air Force veteran. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. With help from DAV, I was able to begin to heal. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Today, I'm part of DAV. We're veterans helping veterans to get the benefits they've earned. And I give my veterans my all. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. My victory is being able to be here for my children. Naomi Mathis, thank you for your service. May your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school. 
Plus, all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. If you're like me, 60 and retired, making ends meet, especially here at the supermarket and drugstore, is tough. I'm so blessed to have found BenefitsCheckup.org. It's a free and confidential website from the National Council on Aging that connected me to $1,200 a year in programs that help pay for food, medicine, utilities, and more. Maybe it can help you. BenefitsCheckup.org. This weekend, the state line rolls on. Steve Summers with Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you doing? Very good. A lot of concerns in Rockford and the world about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Why don't you give us a, a quick update on where we stand with using that vaccine in the Rockford area? Yeah, so right now we have uh, stopped using the Johnson & Johnson uh, as recommended by the uh, CDC. I do want to make everyone aware of a couple of things. One, this is uh, what we know of as of today. This is six cases. Uh, so your chances of having these clots are 1 and 1.1 million. Uh, and so I'm not saying it's not something to be concerned about, but I'm saying, you know, we have to look at it uh, through, through a realistic common sense lens. And I would say, you know, we still have Moderna and Pfizer vaccines. Uh, and I can tell you, Steve, I, I've received both vaccines. Uh, I've received the Pfizer vaccine, both shots. I had no symptoms and I would strongly urge every citizen to please register for the vaccines. You can do that at www.wchd.org. That's the Winnebago County Health Department's website. Registering takes about three to five minutes. And as uh, it's certainly a concern, I mean, yesterday we had 143 new cases, our positivity rates up to 8.5 percent, and we are seeing more people being hospitalized with this new uh, strand that came, many call it the UK strand, uh, that it seems to be transmitting at a much faster pace and uh, seems to be providing much more significant symptoms. So we are really in a race against time here, and we need more and more people vaccinated. It certainly is uh, something to pause and be concerned about, but we have experts looking at the Johnson & Johnson. I strongly urge folks to get their uh, Pfizer and or Moderna vaccine ASAP. And those are still going on, even though you may hear that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine has been held, to, you know, held for a while. The other ones are still being administered. Absolutely. And uh, we still are uh, providing hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, vaccines every single day at our Sandy Hollow uh, mass vaccination site. And we also have the site up on Riverside, uh, West Riverside, at New Zion Missionary Baptist Church, to which they are doing, on some days, up to 500 vaccines. Yeah, nothing against the other locations, but all I hear is great positive news about the Sandy Hollow Vaccination Center. It's just, it's working like clockwork. 
Absolutely. It's one of the uh, best run sites uh, you can find. And uh, I can tell you national leaders and national experts are coming in and taking a look at our site over on San Diego to see how it's run and how efficient and effective it is. Sure. All right. So let's switch some gears. Uh, let's what happened in the past week with the shootings with the Rockford police involvement um, had a lot of shooting incidences in the city. Why don't you uh, reflect on that a little bit and give us your perspective? This weekend, obviously, it was a very difficult weekend for our community. We had two officer involved shootings. One was with uh, involving the Winnebago County Sheriff's Department, which took place on Saturday. Truthfully, I don't have enough details on that to provide you much information, Steve. But on Sunday, Monday, uh, City of Rockford officer was involved in an officer involved shooting. And I think this is important. Uh, these are some of the most difficult situations for any community, uh, any police, uh, public safety official, and uh, really any citizen. So uh, right now, when it comes to officer involved shootings, uh, uh, Chief O'Shea has handed the investigation over and did so immediately on Sunday, uh, handed it over to the Boone and Winnebago County and Boone and Winnebago County Integrity Task Force. This is an independent uh, board made up of public safety officials who will investigate this. So when I say independent, it does not include anyone from the Rockford Police Department. So Rockford Police will not be investigating Rockford Police. Uh, Other expert public safety officials will be investigating this incident. I do want to give a thank you to State's Attorney Jake Hanley. I think how he has began to handle these most difficult situations is really a step in the right direction. He is committed to being transparent and he is committed to being far more communicative than we've seen in the past. He is committed to doing bi-weekly press conferences and providing as much information about not just the incident, but also the process to which the Integrity Task Force goes through. And this is really important because I think when you communicate and when you're transparent, that's when you begin to build trust. And we're not going to build this trust overnight. No one believes we will, uh, but we are moving in the right direction to do so. And so I really hope that these investigations uh, are expeditious, but not reckless. I hope that they are thorough and that they are fair. Absolutely. And I know you mentioned Police Chief Dan O'Shea. We're running into his final few days before his retirement. Uh, Where do we stand with uh, securing a new police chief or even, for that matter, a new fire chief as well? Because both are open. Yeah, you know, make uh, make times even uh, more challenging uh, with more work to be done, right? Not replacing one, you're replacing two. But we are really fortunate in Rockford. We have a fire and police commission. Uh, our fire and police commission is made up of Ingrid Hargrove, 40-plus year professional, uh, HR professional from Swedish American Hospital. We have Sam Schmitz, who's been CEO most recently of Goodwill of Northern Illinois. And we have Rudy Valdez, who's just been a great community advocate, uh, works at Caney Aerospace as an engineer uh, and has great supervisory experience and tremendous community connections. So these, this three-member citizen-led group will be deciding the chiefs. Uh, they will be doing a national selection process. Uh, I will say I think we have wonderful candidates internally in both departments, but I think it's also very important that we do do a national selection process. Uh, in the meantime, I would say over the next week or two, you will hear uh, who may come forward as interim chiefs of both police and fire, but a citizen should know 
two things. One, the selection of the chief is uh, one of the most important processes we go through. So we do it thoughtfully and thoroughly, and it will take several months. The other thing that you should know is uh, a testament to Chief O'Shea and a testament to Chief Bergston uh, is that they have really amazing leadership teams around them. So our departments will not miss a beat uh, with the new interim chiefs. And I can say that with full confidence. We have really wonderful teams of men and women surrounding these two great leaders who are departing. Uh, Certainly, there'll be big shoes to fill. Certainly, we are sad to see them go. uh, But we're also very confident that we have a great team surrounding them and ready to step in. And since we're talking about police chiefs, I know the city of Beloit just announced their new police chief. Uh, Will there be some communication between those committees, maybe sharing some of that information? Maybe there's other candidates as well up there. You know, absolutely. I think uh, we try to gather as much information as we can about different processes, uh, not necessarily people, but processes uh, of how uh, different departments, different communities, quite frankly, even different departments in different states are selecting uh, chiefs. Uh, We know that we want this process to be thoughtful and thorough, but we also know that we want this process to uh, result in the best possible candidate, and we want that result to be we want citizen engagement to be part of that process. And if you recall, Steve, when we hired Chief Dan O'Shea, we had a national selection. We uh, brought in the you know three to five finalists, and citizens actually had the opportunity to come in and meet with them individually uh, at a actually at the Nordloff Theater right in downtown Rockford. Now that may look different this year with COVID nineteen, uh, and that engagement process may be different, but we certainly will continue to have citizen engagement. And again, this entire effort, uh, we've talked a lot about getting citizen engagement. But we have to recall this effort is truly led uh, and determined by citizens in our community. It's not led by a politician. It's not led by government officials. It is led by citizens who are reflective of our city. Absolutely. Uh, Reflective. uh, Wear blue this month in April. It's child abuse and also sexual assault awareness month. I know the city's been supporting wearing blue and doing everything possible to help in the prevention of abuse. So you want to expand on that a little bit here before we wind up with April? Yeah. uh, You know, when you talk about sexual abuse, I understand uh, some pretty startling statistics. One in five women by the time that they are 18 will be attempted or completed uh, being raped. One in five. Those are our daughters. Those are our sisters. Uh, our, it's just, it's, it's really sad. And one in 67 young boys for that same stat. So we have a lot of work to do. Those numbers are not city of Rockford numbers. Those are national stats. I just recalled, but uh, we certainly need to raise awareness. And quite frankly, uh, Steve, a lot of it's on me and you, uh, the guys in our community to stand up, uh, stop the locker room talk. uh, When we see something, uh, not just say something, but really step in and let people know that that's not how we act here. And I don't want to put it all on men uh, because obviously there are uh, young boys who are assaulted and abused, but the vast majority of them are our young girls and our women in our community. And again, these are our daughters, our sisters, our aunts, uh, 
uh, our mothers, our spouses. And so uh, I just ask all men, stand up and say enough is enough let's uh not uh, let's stop asking why didn't she leave or what what's going on with her and why don't we start asking why the heck is uh, this young man acting in this way why does he think this is appropriate i mean we really have to address it with men to really tackle the majority of the issue you know and as you bring up all those stats i i flash back to the family peace center and how important that location really truly is now more than ever not only just in the city of rockford but models all around the country for that same reason it really is uh and sadly it's being used uh extensively uh, i mean you almost wish you build something like this and no one uses it because they don't need to but the reverse is true we have now served people with child abuse sex abuse uh domestic violence and, and elder abuse uh, in this facility we've had more than 250 clients we've referred out an additional more than 100 uh in just the first several months that it's been open uh i would say if anyone is in need of services please go to the Rockford Family Peace Center uh, website. Please uh, give them a call. You can call them 24-7. If you need help, we're here to help you. And we want to make sure that we wrap our arms around you and provide all the services you need. We're talking with Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara. Let's change the gears a little bit to some positive news. Uh, If you are in need of assistance for rent, uh, we have some money available to you, and I'm sure you would love to tell more about the, the rent program that you set up. Absolutely, Steve. So we are fortunate that we have good partners at the Winnebago County at Winnebago County, Chairman Shirelli has been just a, a tremendous partner to work with, and we were able to collectively, between the City of Rockford and Winnebago County, bring in about $8.3 million in rental assistance for our community. And this is really important, not just for tenants, but also for landlords. So if you are a tenant or a landlord that are struggling to pay your rent uh, or your landlord and your tenants are struggling to pay their rent and you hear this uh, and they're struggling due to COVID, uh, we have help here for you. You can call 815-972-RENT or you can go to renthelp.wincoil.us. That's renthelp.wincoil.us and get assistance. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, talk about not wanting people to need something, and they really do. We were estimating in the first uh, month, maybe we would be assisting about 500 individuals and landlords. Steve, in the first two weeks, we've had more than 2,200 requests for help. So people are really struggling in our community. And uh, if you know of anyone who needs assistance, we want to help them. Uh, We want to help uh, not only the tenant, but the landlord. And I think there is a a misnomer out there that landlords are these big, bad landlords that own hundreds of properties. Sure, there are some really bad property owners. Uh, There are some landlords who do own hundreds of properties. But folks, the vast majority of people who own properties in Rockford uh, for rent uh, own just a handful of units. And that is really their full-time income. That could be their entire retirement savings. That could be their livelihood. So please, if you know someone who may be in need of help, go to renthelp.wincoil.us or call 815-972-RENT. All right, so for the final few uh, moments here, anything new developing, anything you'd like to share, anything you're working on that you can give us a peek behind the curtain of? (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I don't like to do that. Um, so, you know, there are exciting things transpiring, uh, something very small, but I think could be added some fun out at the Wake Park. We are trying to pass a seasonal liquor license because uh, Dan Jarrett over at the Wake Park uh, out at Levings Lake has just done an amazing job. And this isn't just passing this for him, but I'm bringing that up because most folks know that. Uh, but as we're getting to the warmer weather, we want to make sure that these seasonal uh, opportunities exist. I, I would say we also just approved $500,000 of sidewalk repairs out on East State Street. We know that there's huge gaps uh, throughout our community, but specifically along State Street, that there's no sidewalks. And so then people are forced to walk in the street. Uh, and we know that far too many pedestrians are getting hit by vehicles. So we are really working to fill in those gaps and stop uh, pedestrians from getting hit by these vehicles. We've lost far too many lives to really just uh, people walking in the street and uh, people not paying attention to where they're going. Uh, I will say, and I believe we talked last week, but we're still really excited about this uh, Blackhawks uh, partnership that we forged, uh, keeping the Blackhawks here 15 years, uh, getting an investment from Governor J.B. Pritzker of more than $13 million into the BMO Harris Bank Center. I think it's going to be awesome to bring in new acts, new entertainment to our community, not just to, to support the Ice Hogs, but really to bring a diverse amount of entertainment th- to our community. So uh, all in all, this week has been very tough, but we've had a heck of a first quarter in 20. 2021 and we're going to continue to prosper. I'd say the last thing I want to mention is we've worked really hard to reduce uh, the property taxes here in Rockford. Uh, And obviously anyone who lives in Rockford knows that we have more work to be done. But I can tell you that we have dropped our property tax rate uh, by half a point. Uh, We are now well into the as opposed to being over 3% in our tax rate. So uh, we're headed in the right direction. We still have more work to be done. But no, uh, since I've been mayor, uh, we've actually reduced our property taxes. And we're going to continue to move in that direction because we know uh, our residents need relief. And we know to attract new businesses, we have to uh, reduce that property tax burden. Tom, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, always enlightening. And the fact that you actually shared that you got the vaccines and uh, you are set, uh, I appreciate that as well, because that could go a long way in curbing this COVID-19 threat. And let's get back to normal sooner than later. So thank you for that. And thank you for your time this morning on This Week in the State Line. Yeah, thanks for all you do, Steve. And thanks for letting me be with you. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line. Or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by Midwest Family Illinois.